Good people, welcome back to the Planning Podcast. We have a super exciting guest today. As you can see here, Pocket Watcher with JT. A lot of great information that you'll be able to tap into. As you know, make sure you subscribe, stay tuned, and more importantly, stay planning. Easy to forget all the noble words you said when you get down We are back. Let me make sure I get all of my cosmetic aspects squared away. There we go. There we go. Um, all right, we got Jason Thornton in the building. Pocket yes, watching with JT. What's up, Kim? Listen, man, we have talked so many times offline, man. I'm so excited. I'm ready. Let's go. That's Let's right. Go. I'm excited. First Life off, lies. the name of the podcast I love, the Yo. planning podcast. I say it all the time. The difference in most people's lives, the difference mm. between Failure and success, it's planning. Yeah. That's that's yeah. that's the missing puzzle piece for many, many, many people. And they think, man, people a lot of people think planning, oh man, it's corny. What you yep. sit down and you write it out. Yeah, yeah. man. I sit right. down, I write it out, and I walk into it. That's what planning can do for you. But let's yes, go. Let me sir. stop. Let's yes, go. sir. Let's yeah, go. hey, hey, you jumped it off, baby. <laughs> Look. Now, now, now I got to get into a different order of operation. And so <laughs> as folks that are that are watching and looking, you can see, OK, we got these two brothers here. He did mention planning. Those that follow the planning podcast, you know, and the way they spell it is a little unique. So we got P.L. and then a Delta sign. So, Mr. Thornton, I'm going to ask you real quick. When it pertains to mathematics, Delta mm-hmm. represents what? Change. Change. The difference between one thing and the next. Perfect. So with the planning podcast, as you can see, when we replace that Delta sign and as the CFP himself, less than 1% across the country, as he mentioned, planning is a foundation of changing anything that is significant. So sitting down, being still, there's a lot of value in that. And we'll get into it. I'm going to tap into what, how did planning impact some of the professional decisions that you made? But before we jump in, before we jump in. Financial literacy has evolved. Yeah. 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 It has evolved. And it has evolved from how can I provide information that is digestible to the community to how can I make you feel good and make you feel like you're going to make a lot of money within a short amount of time. So throughout that process, there has been this access to more individuals claiming that they are financial literacy experts, they are financial consultants, they are business consultants. And without YouTube having a a permit, right? Like before you get a driver's license, <laughs> you right. gotta get a permit. You know what I'm saying? Right. So without YouTube essentially having a permit to validate who is a I'll say who's an expert or not. Right. That's why we got pocket watching with JT. <laughs> hey that Listen, that in a nutshell is the birth of my channel. I mean, pocket watching with JT. I mean, as you know, we live in a world of social media. We live in a world where anybody who has access to a recording device 
can claim to be an expert and broadcast that information to the world. And as a certified financial planner, as a financial advisor, you know, I got clients. My clients are engaged in the world just like everybody else is engaged in the world. And they get these messages. They see these TikTok videos and whatnot. And they bring that information to me. And I sit back and I have to explain to them why the information is flawed or the information is fraudulent or the information may even be criminal activity. And at a certain point, I decided, yo, I can I, I can put my my reactions to this type of information on YouTube. That way, one, when the client asked me or another client asked me, I could just point them to the video. Now, yeah. if you would have told me that within a year I'd have 50,000 subscribers, <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't believe it. Because at first I'm thinking, okay, I can point my clients to this. And maybe some people outside of my network might pick it up. But to be at 53,000 or something like that right wow. now in, in, in about a year. Because I checked. Because you know how Facebook will remind you of things, your uh, anniversaries. Right, right. Last week it was the anniversary of Hey, I hit 1,000 subs, right? <laughs> I was like, man, that feels so long ago. But it was just it was just 12 months. So to be at like 53, 54,000, it's, it, it's humbling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely want to say this. I, I want to I give you your roses and salute you for your work because, you know, one thing about accountability, it typically it doesn't feel good. Right. Like if you're in a gym working out and you have a personal trainer and they say, look, do 10 pushups and, you know, you can only do eight. The moment you get to seven, you're going to start feeling some type of way. Right. Like, yeah. Right. But if someone is walking you through a process that can make sure you accomplish your goals, sometimes there's going to be a bit of tension. Right. And and what you've been able to establish and help us with. And, and this is how we actually. Uh, were able to connect is that I saw one of your reaction videos <laughs> and and for me I get so triggered and frustrated off of videos that get so many views but it's misinformation yes and the problem is is that as we mentioned before there isn't uh um uh, an overarching agency that right. can validate <laughs> that can right. validate these individuals as professionals, right. Right? right? And so, you know, being in the same industry, understanding some of the compliance, we know that, hey, hey, hey if you were doing that the right way, you wouldn't be able to say that. And so I yes. wanted to give you your salute because sometimes, even if it's someone you love, whenever you hold them accountable, there is a an, an opportunity for you not to because you care more about how they feel versus what's in the best interest of everyone else. Right. So I got to salute you uh, on that, my brother. Oh, man, um, I, I appreciate it. I just want to say that, you know, what I remember when you re even reached out to me and said it and I hit you up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yep, hit you yep. up and I told you, I was like, listen, man, I get a lot of flack from certain segments of the community that don't appreciate it. Right. Hey, I know my content isn't for everybody. Some people don't appreciate it. They don't see the value in the reacting, the critiquing of the financial information. But, uh, you know, when you reached out and, you, you know, that that meant a lot to me because to get respect from other professionals yeah. is the ultimate reward for my content because I know I'm doing the right thing regardless of where the masters are at the, at the current moment because, you know, some of the people that I cover 
have a large following. Yes. And when you have fans, you have diehard fans who don't they don't care if you're doing right or wrong, they fans. So to get that from you, and I'm telling you, you started like an avalanche because I swear after you, other people started hitting me up and it was like it was like, trust me, you know, you are saying the things that I want to say. I wish I yes. could say, but I belong to this huge organization that has right. to approve every tweet, right. every post. You know, right. I don't have right. those strings on me. So they was like, they, they right. was like, hey, man, we're cheering you on you know, right. from, from behind, <laughs> but we're back here cheering you on. So I'm like, all right, that's what I need. I just needed that, and I'm ready to get back out there. And, and you know, that that's actually a, a perfect segue because you mentioned something that was that is actually extremely important to highlight as we have this conversation, speaking with a, a financial professional that happens to be black, right? Speaking with a financial professional that happens to be black is that there is an um, element of freedom that you have when it pertains to your content and the distribution of your content, mm -hmm. your communication. So before we get to that infrastructure that allows that, because it takes a lot of sacrifice and your own resources <laughs> to get there, you know? Tell us what got you into the financial industry. So how did, how did, oh, um, and I actually got this for you. Hold on, Doc, okay. hold on. <laughs> How did, because if, if you have someone that they claim they're a financial professional and they ain't got one of these TI-80, hey, listen, hey, listen, that's, the, hey. <laughs> that's the hallmark. That's when you, that's when you know. That's right. That's why I ask people, I ask some people that they, they, they claim to be financial experts. I was like, listen, man, if you haven't done hundreds of uh, time value of money calculations, baby, <laughs> you, you, you're not there yet. You're on your way. I appreciate the interest. When until you do time value of money calculations until you got a headache. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I keep I keep this with me. I pull it out every now and then. Man, let me show y'all what time it is, man. Let me put this in. Yeah, man, future value is this. Make it your hold on, hold on. Is it beginning? Is it set on beginning or is it set oh, on end? That's right. <laughs> That's is it right. an annuity due? Is it oh. an ordinary? And then, hold on. on. Come on, is that at the front <laughs> or the back? You know this, baby. You know, and so, yes, sir. But yes, yeah. sir. But okay, my let, let me give you my journey in finance, all right? My journey in finance started when I was nine years old, okay? Really? Nine years old. So my family is a family of business owners. My father's been a business owner my entire life, okay? And I was the middle child. For a very long time, I was the youngest, right? Okay. Nine, just about eight or nine years between me and my little brother. So I was the youngest. And the industry that my father's in is scrap metal recycling, right? Okay. It's, it's not the most kid-friendly of work yeah. environments. You're talking about <laughs> dump trucks, heavy refrigerators being thrown <laughs> around. It's not the, you know, safest place for a child. So right. you know, as a family <laughs> business... It's the job of all the kids to work somewhere in the business or at bare minimum getting babysit some, some way, somehow. Mm. So being the youngest, my father, you know, he stuck me in the office. It was the safest place in the whole you know, business. It's the safest place to be was the office. So while being in the office, it's like, I right, hear here's, here's a calculator, here's a pen and a pad. I need you to do the bookie. You're going to be doing something while you're in here. And, and wow. I'm telling you that I've been doing that ever, ever since. My father is a mathematical genius, right? Didn't go to higher education or whatnot. He's been working. He had to work 
as a child, man. You're talking about someone who would go to elementary school, get out of elementary school, and then go clean restaurants with his father, and then wake up in the morning and do it all over again. But yeah. he's a mathematical genius. And he would teach me things while I'm doing the numbers to make it faster for me. Right. Mm. Because doing numbers in your head, you, you gotta be on your feet because with scrap metal recycling, they'll throw the, you know, they throw the stuff on the on the scale. You gotta know how much you're paying per pound. You gotta remember what it weighed before and what it weighed after. And then you then I'm literally I'm paying people. Scrap metal recycling is not like customers come to us and pay us for what we got. For the most part, we're buying things for the public and then we're right. selling it to a steel mill. Right, right. right. So, right, so right. me being a bookkeeper, it's not like I'm accepting money. I'm paying right. out money. So if I, I'm a kid paying out money, it got to be different. right. Different. <laughs> right. It's right. got to be right because if it ain't right, who's the deduction getting hit on? <laughs> when my father would look at the numbers at the end of the day, if I, if I was off, that yep. money came out of me. My father's yep. quick with the deductions. Yeah. Right, real quick with the deduction. So he taught me how to do math fast in my head, and it's followed me ever since. I mean, all the way to the point where I got the highest math grades in elementary. Like, I, I don't know what they do in other states, but in Missouri, you know, particularly in the city of St. Louis, the kid with the highest math grades used to get an award called the Math Elite Award. Like, they treated you almost like an athlete, right? That's why they called it the Math Elite Award. You'd get this, you know, whole little ribbon around your neck with a little metal thing around it. Because when I would be doing those math problems, it was all money. It wasn't just 17 take away eight. It was $17 take away $8, make right. sure it's right. Right, right. When I'm doing right. the test. So I man, I, I got the highest grades, of, you know, in math then doing that. And it just, I started to see that I had value. Because when you're a little kid, and I've got brothers who are huge, right? I'm I'm huge. My my father's six four. Mm. My my brothers are six two, six three. I'm a strong five eight and a half. There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. <laughs> and being the youngest one, and once again, I'm in the office. They're outside working heavy machinery at 16, 15, 17. They're working heavy machinery. I'm in the office with a calculator. So you don't feel like you're as important. But my father would always say, he's like, look, you're the one with the money. It's like, yeah, they're out there with the machines, but look how much I trust you. You're the one with the money. He would take me to the bank. He would withdraw $25,000 because we got to have money on hand to pay people. That's right. That's right. Pay people with cash. He would say, no, 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 don't count it out to me. Count it out to him. Little things like that instilled confidence in this you know little kid who yeah. felt like I, w I wasn't as important as my older brothers he was smart enough to really shape it in a way that gave me purpose and from that i just stuck with it and ran with it i'm still to this day my father is always and will always be my number one client hell I picked him up today and took him to the airport, him and my mother, because they was going on a uh, vacation. They called me yesterday. He said, do you have any appointments in the morning? We need you to. Don't matter. Yeah. Don't matter if yeah. I did or not. For you. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. <laughs> it don't matter. But yeah, I so, love that. so that's where it started, man. My father, my mother, being a bookkeeper for the family business, nine years old. That is that is yeah. such a profound story um, because we hear it all the time. If you want to be an entrepreneur, be around one, right? And yeah. and one of the things that we got in common is the having um, responsibility around money at a young age. So I'm Jamaican by blood. Oh. So um, <laughs> I already know. So my mother didn't necessarily trust anyone at Walmart, right? Mm. So if you want a Jamaican, she don't trust you. Mm. And there is still a currency transition whenever you go from Jamaica to the to US. Can you spend US dollars in J Jamaica? Yes. But unless you got it, you're not going to know the denominations and, and just the, having comfort with it. Gotcha. So I'm growing up. I'm in middle school. I'm starting to see, you know, all right. Oh, that's so-and-so mom that work at Walmart. That's so-and-so mom that work at, you know, and I'm building relationships with this, with the, the community here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And I would see how we would leave Walmart and let's say it's a balance under $20. And if we, you know, you throw a number out there under 20. Right, right, right. No, don't throw in. There's some change. Like, uh, Thirteen fifty. Okay, six fifty. Gave it easy on the change. So like, wh whatever yeah, yeah. the change due would be, right? Like, I okay. would just calculate it, not because I knew I was smart. I was just trying to get out the store, right? Like, because <laughs> you know, need that forever. Why? Right? Like, what are you doing? I know the store. I got you. Pressing them out, right? But that was like the indicator. Like, yo, I'm kind of good at numbers because I would uh, say it out loud. See change do, and I'm looking up like, oh, that's right, bet right, and so that was that yeah, that yeah, that yeah. that um soft confirmation. So that so that's beautiful. Yeah, All right. Yeah. So with the we got the exposure through Pop. Shout out Pop. Salute Pop. Yes. Hope y'all. Hopefully y'all enjoying the vacation. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> we got the exposure through Pops. Mm -hmm. We know that there is comfort and awareness, and again, this is rare when it pertains to numbers. Right. Because typically you hear folks say, oh, no, I don't like numbers. Why not? Oh, no, I just don't. Well, you don't like it because you said you don't like it. Right. And so like right. there is this, you know, support and recognition mm -hmm. that's necessary when one is getting into the financial industry. So what how did you start un, um, unpacking the. All right, let me go to school here and further my education. How did, what was that process like transitioning out of high school? Man, to, it was always my father's plan to continue me on because he wanted me to be in the position as an advisor to him because obviously he had all these other people who were advisors and he trusted me so it was always the plan he said hey listen you can go you can study whatever you want right but you gotta take some business class yeah like you you do whatever you want so <laughs> in, in high school i got i got pretty good at sports i wasn't like the the the, the best of the best but i got good enough to get a scholarship uh, I like sports. I like to talk. I did a lot of like radio shows and stuff like that. So I was like, I'm going to be, you know, in communications and marketing. He's like, okay, cool. But you got to take some, <laughs> just take some real right. business courses. Cause when you come back, I'm going to need you to do some stuff. Yeah. So it's yeah. just, it was always that track, right? Cause me and my father, I, some of my best memories is just being beside my father, right? Wherever he's at, I'm I'm that little kid by his hip, just watching and observing. Because remember, he he's the boss, right? So not only is he's my he he's my father in my home, and he's six foot four, 
right? right? So I'm looking up to him, but I'm in an environment when he takes me to his office, when he takes me to the scrapyard, that he is also like everyone else's father. The workers yeah. look up to him. The people right. who come in to you know sell that scrap look up to him and everything like that. So I was always on his hip. And one of the movies that I would just sit back, and this, these are movies that as a kid you don't watch. Right, right, right. <laughs> I would and and no and, and the reason why I would be around him and no one else would be around him because I knew the wisdom of being quiet. Mm. I just wanted to be around. I wasn't gonna sit there and talk a whole lot. I wasn't gonna be asking them what's going on in the movie. It could be something that was completely boring to me. I just wanted the time with him to bond because he would work so hard, right? During the school year, I could go a whole week without seeing him till Sunday because yeah. he'd wake up before me yep. and he wouldn't come home until after I was asleep. So the yep. only day he would take off would be Sunday. Mm. And I was like, I'm going to make his Sunday as easy as possible. Right. No, no, no. I'm just going to be quiet and watch. And one of the movies that I would always love watching with him was The Godfather. Part one. Part two. Love part two. Part two is great, too. But we spent a lot of time watching part one. And he just always treated me like Michael. And I always thought to myself, I'm, I, I want to be Michael for my pops. Yeah. And, you know, when... When Michael, when he, when he told Michael that he wanted him to go to school, to be a lawyer, to come back, to be an attorney for the family and do big things, I was like, Pop, I'm going to do that for you. Mm. I'm going to be that for you. And it's just a, a role that I've been playing all my life. It's, Man, bro, that's encouraging. I got, I got, I have a son. I have a son and a daughter. Uh, um, we got one more on the way coming. Oh, congrats, and, congrats. Right, I appreciate it, appreciate it. <laughs> hey, yeah, y'all subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> And, and one of the things that I think about is, you know, with the business that we've established is how do I, how do, how do I curate an environment that gives them the exposure to generate the appetite to want to go get more education? You know what I'm saying? Right. right. And, and, and like you said, it's that authentic piece. But you mentioned something earlier that I feel like we as people, regardless of color, not black folks specifically, but even even you take that out of the equation. For those that are listening, I'm curious, how many people do you know that signs the front of the check? <laughs> that, <you> know? <laughs> that, that is so real because that's all I saw. I'm talking about the old school book, people coming in because I would pay the small customers with cash, right? Anything right. maybe less than a thousand dollars, right? Right. But the right, big boy right. ones. Daddy would come out, boom, 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 writing the checks, like actually writing the checks or doing payroll and it's your name on the front of the check. I just, I was was never groomed to be an employee. Now, listen, I want to be clear on this. (laughs) There's no shame in being an employee. Most people need to be employees. The reason why I can't be an employee is because I'm a bit of an asshole. <laughs> let, let, me, uh, let me try to explain now. I was groomed to be an entrepreneur. I was groomed to be my father's accountant, not corporate America's accountant. Good. That's good. That's right? So it's 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 that's why. Now I'm not saying everybody need to do this because it's there's a lot of grind. There's a lot you got to have the right type of temperament and type of 
a, a motivation to be, yep. you know, self-employed, right? You, yep. Yep. It ain't for everybody, right? Come it's not now. as sexy as social media will make it seem to be. 100%. But it's just, yeah, they, I was groomed to mm. do this. That's why it's fun for me. I've right. always wanted, I mean, from day one, I was like, man, I am going to show my father that I have value, that yeah. I can help. I can help him in his great plans of whatever the hell he wants to do yeah. in business. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. Spot on, bro. As you mentioned, I'm glad you gave that disclaimer. Look, it's not for everyone to be an employer. Yes, it's very sexy. Yeah, you may have seen a couple of memes on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram saying that, yeah, get you an LLC, go buy you a McDonald's franchise in 12, 12 minutes. You know, like, just doesn't work like that, right? And then there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. Um, Jason is in his office, we're in our office, but whenever we leave here, we got to go home. But guess what? We got to pay the power bill here and a power bill over there. So, like, there it never stops. A, come on, Doc. It never stops. People, people think, and this is one of the biggest things, because, you know, a, as an advisor, people come up to me they, and they uh, they want a consultation. They say, hey, I'm thinking about being a business owner. One of, you know, one of the first things I'm going to ask them, okay, why? Why, why do you want to be a business right. owner? The worst answer, right? <laughs> Listen, people, the worst answer that I ever get when I ask someone, why do you want to be a business owner is, I don't want anybody telling me what to do. I'm tired <laughs> of the manager or the owner telling me what to do. I want to be my own boss. Listen, let me shatter your dreams here. <laughs> when you are a business owner, you don't have one manager telling you what to do That's or exactly. one business owner telling you what to do. You have all these new customers slash clients telling yep. you what to do. So yep. if that's your motivation and you think that's your saving grace by being a business owner, people don't tell you what to do. That ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't it. Oh, oh I'm, I'm going to work when I want Saturdays, Sundays. You may not be at the office, but your mind is. Right? At all and times. So, and I have to literally force myself to right. cut off the side of my mind that's thinking, Okay, what do I need to do for the business? What you know, what's going on? Right. What did that client right. say? Okay, let's right. stay on top of this. Let's make sure that right. we're staying on in front of our yep. problems, not behind our problems. I have right. to literally just try to focus myself and say, calm down, just let yeah. it go. You'll pick it up later. Most right. people, you want to clock in at nine and clock out at five. Sometimes I want to do that too. But Bruh. that's what I'm saying. It ain't for everybody. <laughs> it ain't. <laughs> Oh, that's so, it's, it's so, it's strong to be able to see the example of an employer, right? Someone that is signing in front of the check, but also realize the responsibility and the sacrifice it takes to maintain that status. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so we, we, there's a few business owner components that we're going to get into to make okay. sure folks are aware that whenever they do engage with another business or they um, looking at starting a business, Right. There may be a few things you may want to make sure that is right. in place before you start talking about it publicly. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, yes, that's real. Absolutely. So so for this segment, this is what we're going to do. For this segment, mm -hmm. we are going to, so we are with the Pocket Watcher <laughs> Real Accountant Reacts, right? Right, right. And the premise of the videos is that we get a reaction, right? Okay. So there's something that may have triggered 
um, oh, I wonder what's going on here, and you react to it. So these are all reactions that you've already done. Okay, okay. But, but we want to be able to just quickly. Well, this will be a. Um, uh, uh, I don't know if you watch uh, Drink Champs with Noriega. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. He called he calls it quick time with slime. So no, I'm not over here <laughs> wasted like Noriega. <laughs> and shout out to Drink Champs because I love. love hey it. man, yeah, it's a good. That's a good podcast. It's a good podcast. But at the same time, we're going to have that just, all right, I'm going to throw a name out. I, I may give a little context, love for you to respond. Let's do it. Um, so it may be a name or a comment you made. I just want you to unpack it. You got it. All right. All right. So before we get into the comments, I do want to make this, give this context. Mm-hmm. Pocket Watcher with JT has held folks accountable as we already established. And if you go to YouTube channels, there's a channel with more than 700,000 subscribers. If you go to the Instagram, more than a million, same platform. Another platform, more than 700,000. So there's probably close to four to five million people that's been able to get um, a a professional to vet some of the information that he's been able to bring to the table. So these topics I'm bringing are topics I know within your household. This has been a discussion Mm -hmm. at the employment in which you work. This has been a discussion. But there really hasn't been anyone that is a vetted, certified professional to be able to say, I think you should think about it this way versus just taking uh, someone that gives general information and and saying that that's a recommendation for you. No, not doing that. All right. So I didn't gave my mouth got dry and gave a disclaimer. Let's jump into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Pocket watching with JT. Mm -hmm. Hey, you can't parking lot pent with $400,000 in your 401k. Unpack that for a second. Yeah, man. It is so funny, man. I I, got to start. Laying claim to some of these things that come out my mouth because it's it's so real. So you can't parking lot pimp with four hundred thousand dollars in a four hundred one k. What am I saying? One of the biggest issues in you know society in general, but let's just focus mm-hmm. on our community, is right. that we want to be able to show off our wealth, yeah. right? You want to yeah. you, you want to feel rewarded for your efforts. And it's easy to buy expensive personal use assets and see the reaction from people, right? They yeah, see yeah. it as he's doing good. Look at right. that car. Look at the clothes that he has on. Look at the jewelry. That is immediate gratification for your hard work. Mm. But that doesn't lead to wealth building. Now, mm. you take that same person who works hard, they don't buy the way over expensive personal use assets. Instead, they take on sound financial planning advice and they build up a nice nest egg in a retirement plan, has $400,000 in their retirement plan, but yet would they get the same attention that, come on, let's be real. Right, right. We We all would enjoy that type of attention in those type of environments. He would not get the same type of immediate gratification for his hard work. But as Kevin Samuel says a a lot, it's greater later. Because when you're you're 35 (laughs) to 45 with that $400,000 nest egg, and instead of that car that got repoed eight years ago, now you're actually able to achieve the big dreams so that's why, you know, you can't parking lot pimp with $400,000 yeah, in your 401k, that's good. That's but good. it's better for you. 
That's good. That's good. So to that, to that statement, to that quote we pulled from JT, love, love you unpacking that. So we have decisions to where an individual that says, all right, if I got three, four hundred thousand dollars in my 401k, that mm-hmm. means I had to sacrifice something to get it there. Right. That means that's money I did not spend that I was able to save, which means the gratification of the money that you did not spend is going to res- is going to yield itself differently than it would for someone that said, yo, let me just put you. I'm going to pay two hundred twelve dollars a week for this for this challenger. Right, eight hundred dollars a month. What you know? Like, what do we do? And right. then and I, I live. Um, I'm in Inslee downtown. I'm, I'm actually so we're in Birmingham. Right. Um, offices in downtown Inslee. This is poverty rate is the highest over here intentionally. Okay. That's why we're here. Right. Um, be the change that you want to see. So with yeah. the the um, <laughs> on my way home, there is a gentleman. He has a challenger. If I say the color, folks gonna know who I'm talking. About. <laughs> he has a challenger. When I tell you, bro, watch that thing every day. I know his car note is more than his rent. I know it. Mm-hmm. And I drove by the other day, and I wanted to wipe my window down. I said, bro, where you going to drive it, bro? Like, I feel like that's- <laughs> hey, man, gas prices is high. Hey, that's man, right. gas-, <laughs> gas prices is real high right now. Water ain't, ain't, don't cost that much. So let me just that's clean right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. So that's good. So ultimately... Don't try to impress people that may not even have your best interest in mind or you don't even like. So, you know, let's, let, let's touch term. on that real quick, real quick. Yep. Yep. Most people are living broke mm. because they're faking rich to impress people who don't even care about you. Oh just, just think about that for a second. Think about that. You are killing yourself to present an artificial lifestyle that you know you really don't live, right? The pictures that are on Facebook and Instagram is a small snapshot of your very best day out of three month period. That doesn't reflect how you live everyday life. And because you're trying to put up an appearance of wealth, you're actually living broke. Imagine what you could do if you actually decided, you know what? I'm going to focus and I'm going to be solidly in the middle class. Yeah. What could you Yeah. Do? It kills me, man. You, you know, you know how certain interviews they open up the interview with like a clip of the interview on like right. That was the clip. <laughs> <laughs> that was the clip or claim it in 2 weeks I'm going to say I said it. All right. right. So we can <laughs> I can't do that. Then you're going to react on me. All right. All right. Next, next statement we got. Mm-hmm. The U.S. tax system incentivize wealth creation. There we go. All right. So <sighs> there is this weird myth uh, when it comes around the tax code. Okay. And you will have some talking heads on the internet that will say the tax code punishes the poor. Mm. That's not the case. It's simply, it's, it's factually incorrect. <laughs> it's factually incorrect. Uh, the poor, for the most part, don't pay federal income tax. Yep. The poor, for the most part, receives money from yep. the federal government rather than actually pay the federal government. 
So let's 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 put that out there. Right. The tax code does incentivize wealth creation because the tax code is the government's biggest swinging hammer to mm. be able to influence behavior. Right. Let, mm. let me explain. When the federal government or even local government don't matter. Whatever level we're talking about, yeah, yeah. When they yeah. want to see more of something, they tax it little to none, or they even provide tax credits because they want to see more of it. That's right. right. They want to see more of it. when they want to see less of something. Uh oh. They tax it. That's mm. the strongest influence a government has over the population, right? Mm-hmm. Wealth creation. To be able to step out because most people who start a business fail. That's just what it is. Just what it is. Period. Most people fail. Well, if most people fail, as a government, I can't employ everybody, right? Even though the government is one of the biggest employers of people, right? (laughs) Right. They can't employ everybody. They need entrepreneurs to go out and take a calculated business risk. See how I said calculated and not just business risk. (laughs) They need people who take a calculated business risk to feel motivated to do so. So Mm. enabled to do that, they create a tax code that promotes that behavior. And if people can just get out of the mindset that there's some sort of conspiracy to keep you down, that's not the case. People talk about Amazon. I hear I hear maybe once or twice uh, uh, a week where someone says, why doesn't Amazon have to pay taxes? I tell them, slow down. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute you, now. You, you don't know the situation. <laughs> I know you probably saw that meme, but let right. me break it down. Right. Amazon is a company that didn't make a dollar. Here we go. Multiple, 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 multiple years. Here we go. They were able to spend the money of investors who had a hope and a dream that if this company scales, one day it will be profitable. So multiples of thousands, millions, billions of dollars was lost in the pursuit of a profit. That's right. Then after years of losing money, when they say now I'm making a profit, okay, great. But you have all of this loss that you get to carry forward. Here we we go. Here we go. Why? Because if that was not a part of the tax code, Amazon wouldn't exist. Come on. It wouldn't exist. No investor would be willing to see billions after billions every year go down the drain if they weren't aware that when the company does become profitable, they'll be able to get that tax break. And we're just talking about federal income tax. We're not talking about the multiples of millions and probably billions of dollars of payroll taxes that Amazon pays for their employees. And we're not talking about real estate taxes that they pay. We're not even talking about the sales tax. And this is important for you people because sales tax is what is going to affect your local government. The millions and billions of dollars of sales tax that Amazon is able to help collect as a part of their business model. So, yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah, that's beautiful. Tax law is set up to yeah. encourage wealth creation. Right, right. That, and you know what? One of the, we we were able to see a real life example mm-hmm. with the impact of the pandemic. 
because the sequence of the people that they wanted to roll resources out for, it didn't start with, hey, hey, yeah, let me get you a monthly check. No, <laughs> let's get these employers in place. <laughs> and so that was an indicator of who the government prioritized, business owners, right? And, and so- And it makes sense. It makes sense because- Right. And I told you, I, I get to talk, you gotta stop me because I, I, yeah. I could go forever. It makes sense because look at the difference. I can give this individual $1,200, right? Give them $1,200. It turned out that that $1,200 was tax-free, yep. right? So boom, yep. boom. Or I can come up with a PPP loan. Talk to me. Where now an employer is able to keep people on payroll even though they're at home. Yep. That money's taxable. Talk to right? me. And it also goes into the social security program. So now they're also helping. So while everybody's crying about social security ain't gonna be there for you, at least this money is also, there's a portion of social security that's a part of it. That's being factored. And that's a big, that's a big deal. And I wanna wanna continue with that because we have a time in which baby boomers are retiring. Yes. And to your point, there's been this social security dilemma on like, yo, are we going to run out of money? Hold on. Because the folks <laughs> that's been putting money into this, they about to retire. And it's a double whammy because they're not putting money into it. And they, then they're going to be the folks pulling money out of it. Oh, so right. how do we how do we slow down this impact for mm-hmm. me to tell my son about social security instead of I'm dealing with clients that's in their 30s like, bro, just act like it ain't there. You know, right. like, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be there, you know. And so that's a very critical component that if you understand the ways in which taxes impact your local economy, the state government, right? And the federal, uh, um, would you say infrastructure, you Mm -hmm. can then say that makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the other things I wanted to highlight, you know, but there was something even um, Amazon was in the news and Trump was in the news. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you pointed out was that Kerry Ford lost. I think that's what it's called. Is it right, right, Kerry yeah. Ford lost? Ford, yeah. That he was able to take advantage of mm-hmm. while Obama was in the administration in which that was when the tax code, I believe that type of tax advantage or you give me the proper terminology was right, yeah. established. And, and so when folks say, oh, he only paid $400 in taxes. Tax code. Right. right? And, and also. And so, we can't forget, he's not the greatest businessman in the world. Here we go. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the man lost a lot of money. <laughs> okay. When you when you lose a lot of money, <laughs> you don't have to pay taxes on a lot of money. And what ended up happening was he was starting to get money from the TV show, from NBC. That money that was actually being taxed regularly, right? Mm. So he actually had money going in. And he was like, okay, let me push these losses to get some a refund on all the money that got taxed from the TV show. Yeah. So he was yeah. able to get that money back. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I think was the, the main cause of his audit, because they were trying to right. figure out, okay, what the hell are you trying to do? Trying right. to get this money right. back because he's not used to really paying him that much money. It was because <laughs> of the new TV show money. Right, right. Yeah, That's yeah, good. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. good context. So in snapshot, Trump's Trump's illustration on a scale of one to ten, we'll use the three. Um, mm-hmm. but with the illustration that you pointed out when it pertains to the federal government, PPP loans, 
We'll give that more of a 9.510. Trump more so the, you know, just the carry forward loss aspect of it. Just focus on that, not right. necessarily the business practices. Yeah, you know, you don't want to plan to lose that much money. Right. 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 Like if you start a business and say, oh, the carry forward loss, yeah, I can't wait to lose money. What on what what service are you providing? What's, what's the, the point? What's the, the point? point? What's the, the only point? time that makes sense in our economy is when you're trying to scale the way Amazon yeah. decided, hey. We're not going to be focused on profit right now. We right. want to focus on scale. We want to almost right. have a monopoly. So then when yeah. we do become so uh, uh, critical to the economy, now we're going right. to be able to see a profit. That's right. Uber, Uber hasn't made a profit yet. They're trying to scale. Yeah. They're trying to you know be everywhere. Then eh, we'll figure out how to be profitable later. But that might not right. work out for them. It might be one That's of the exactly biggest right. Dud plays in the world. Yep. That's what business life is. That's exact. And you know, if folks really looked at the fundamentals of these businesses that they're investing in and got an understanding of, okay, oh man, they're public now. Oh, what's it going to be to stop? <laughs> Bro, they ain't going to make money in like seven years. You know, so like, what, what is the, let's right. make sure you're aware of that. And, and like you, yeah. as you mentioned, there's a lot of tech companies that have a business model that is established off of building the infrastructure yeah. and then establishing a revenue stream as the infrastructure infrastructure is available to the public, which right. we don't know the timeline on the public paying for that infrastructure, you know? And so, uh, perfect. So this is a good tie-in. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jay Morrison business advice. Woo! Oh, all right. <laughs> This is this is one of the main reasons why pocket watching with JT exists. Listen, yes, <laughs> Mr. Jermaine Morrison. Let me give him his flowers before I have to pull his coattail. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Jermaine Morrison is extremely well at communicating. He's a great yeah. marketer. He's yeah. a great public speaker. He right. is a person that if I had to sell a used car. Mm. He's the person that I am going to hire to sell that used car. Yeah. He will get it yeah. off the lot. He'll get yeah. it off the lot. Now, yeah. it may have a million miles on it, and it may break down on you two days later, but he'll be able to move that car off that lot. All right, so I, I got to give him his flowers about that. Because communication. That's, that's a skill. That's a skill, Doc. Sales is hard yeah. because the yeah. average person can't take hearing no. It hurts their their ego. It hurts just their their their, their own self worth. To hear no is extremely hard. That's why most people can't deal with sales. They try a sales job, they won't survive because hearing no is almost like they're not just saying no to the product. They're saying no to you, and it, it, it takes yeah, something yeah. from it. Hey, yeah, sting a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Make, make you go like this. Ah, ah. <laughs> and for someone to be as good as he is at sales, I respect that. And, and, and Jay, if you're seeing this, listen, I do. I honestly do. I respect that because the hear no as a salesman is tough. You got to be able to just become so dull to that no to be so good at what you do as far as marketing. So that's I, I, that's I'm going to give him that. That's great. That's great. I respect that. But when it comes to his actual knowledge and expertise in a myriad of a business uh, uh, areas mm -hmm. is, 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 is seriously lacking. 
is seriously lacking. But I, I understand because you can't be that good at sales and presenting and also yeah. dedicate the time necessary to yeah. be an expert. It, those two things don't work together. I mean, the the countless hours that we put in yep. to yep. know this finance stuff and realize that finance changes it evolves so yes yes you gotta stay yes. on top you can't just right. the stuff that i learned in undergrad right. is foundational but it's so much different now yep yep i have yep. to have continuing education so i really don't even expect him to be the expert in all the things yep. that he talks about because i know what it actually takes to be an expert in one of the fields that he talks about let alone all of the fields right. that he talks about but yeah i mean he's a guy that i saw man maybe three four five years ago i i, I forget now but he yep. had some viral videos about you know ways to set up businesses ways yep. to take advantage of the tax code and a lot of what i was hearing was either tax evasion <laughs> right yep. just, just yep. straight yep. up tax <laughs> evasion or it was just just bad financial advice and i was like man a brother with this platform right if this information gets out and, and i'm gonna i'm gonna say he he did give the disclaimer he said like almost verbatim he said i'm not a lawyer i'm yeah. not an accountant yeah. i'm not a financial advisor he said i'm a right. businessman <laughs> right 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 so right, i mean right, that right, should right. be enough but it's just i know people that disclaimer means nothing to 90% of his audience. They don't they right. don't care about that disclaimer. I hear it and I know, right. oh, this guy has no classical training in how to give any individual or groups of individuals any type of uh, personal financial advice. All he knows is anecdotal evidence of what he did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I know yeah. I, I know what I did. That's like a person who's in good shape. Right? You ever, you know, you meet a guy that's like, man, man you look, you look right. good shape, man. How do you do it? And you know, he can talk about, yeah, man, I do about you know, three hundred and fifty push-ups when I wake up in the morning, and I pop, 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 right. pop, pop, I do that. Okay, cool. Right. He doesn't have the required <laughs> knowledge to then be a personal fitness expert. He's that's in good. shape. He knows right. what worked for him. Right. But there's different people in different situations, and that's what it takes. And that's the you know years of study and practice yeah. that we have to know, hey, I know what's going to work for you in your particular situation because I, I had to study it. I had to yeah. do case studies, and then I right. practiced it for yeah. years. And when yeah. it comes to Jay Morrison, it's just the brother has a lot of enthusiasm. Yeah. I know he can sell, and I honestly do believe. He has a heart to yeah. want to help people, but at the same time, he is a straight capitalist. Don't get it wrong. Don't get yeah. it twisted. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's gonna oh, yeah. make himself some money. Right. Uh, but he would be better served. Let me say this: he would be better served to ensure that he has the right advisors and the right yeah. uh, subject matter experts that are helping him in the uh, compiling of the information. Right. Yeah. Hundred. If, if, if he, you give him the right script, I would oh, say he's probably one of the best spokesperson for financial literacy in our community. Yep. Yep. If he has the right script to read. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's good. 
I mean, you know, when I when I played football, one of the things that I I acknowledge, shout out to the full football scholarship, no student loans. Um, one one of the things that I partial. I had partial over here, man. Enough to pay for books. Enough to pay for some books. Hey, you got something, Practice practice squad over here. Never saw the field. All practice squad, baby. As long as you got to travel every now and then, got some gear, you good, baby. You good. Hey, you know, so, man, one of the things that I noticed is that there were certain coaches we had coaches that coach that played in the nfl we had coaches that um you know all american all all let whatever it may be right and we had some coaches that were amazing athletes mm -hmm. but they're terrible coaches right talk about it talk amazing about it. athletes you can execute very well on the field but when it pertains to breaking down the uh incremental steps for me to execute with my skill set and characteristics your ability to be able to right size that type of information for me they couldn't do it couldn't do it they couldn't do it they couldn't Could do, not it. do it i I, yeah. I witnessed this so quickly and early in my life because yeah. i saw it because i realized early i said oh the reason why you can't help me is because you are a phenom of an athlete it yeah. comes easy for you. Yeah. You don't understand the baby steps I got to take and break down to be 75% of you on your worst day. Yeah, that's right? good. Because they, it comes easy. They be like, well, you just right. do this. Right? Like, so I would ask, like, when I was a freshman talking to the seniors in whatever sport, if it was football or wrestling, I was like, well, how do you do that? Oh, well, I just, I just do this. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I just good. do this. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's it. So I'm sitting there, you know, look, watching him and break. Oh, okay. So he takes a step with the left foot, dips his shoulder because he he doesn't even know what he's right. doing because right. he's that of a phenom of an athlete. He just wakes up and he right. can do it. Now, when you right. marry that with the hard work, that's where you get Hall of Famers. Yeah, Hall of Famers yep. are the ones who are phenom athletes that also work. That's Deion Sanders. Deion yes, Sanders was. Phenomenal athlete. Yeah. Worked it still worked extremely hard at practice. That's right. phenom. Then there's yep. phenom athletes who have two or three or four year career and they flame out because they're not willing to put in the hard work. That's but right. then you have a guy who is a career backup quarterback who makes you know three, you know, maybe 30, 40 million dollars, barely ever sees the field. But because yep. of his mind Here we and go. his ability yep. to be a coach on the sideline when right. the other coach needs him, who can right. get in the ear of the starting quarterback in times where the head coach can't, yep. we all have our roles to play. But, yeah, that's yeah. some people can do and they can are great at doing. And the reason why they can't teach is because it comes natural to them. But yeah. for the majority of people, no, sir, we got it. We, we got to have it broke down step by step. And that's such a perfect illustration on being able to transform information to a group of folks that didn't necessarily get this information in a way in which they can bite-size digest the information. Yeah. And it take and it's less about us knowing it, but it's more about understanding the language of the people that we're communicating to and crystallizing and simplifying, simplifying this complicated. Um, structure 
that it took us years to uncover and say, all right, how can I make sure, how can I align this with the movie that you are familiar with? How can I align this with songs that you listen to? And with athletes, we see this, and this is, and in my opinion, this is actually why I feel like 78 to 80% of NFL players, NBA players go broke three to five years after. It's not even the money issue to mm -hmm. me. It's mm -hmm. not even, oh, yeah, yeah, I spent X amount on my It's not even that. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that they have not, they've never been able to see themselves provide value outside of that sport, which right. is predicated off of their inability to communicate their value in playing that sport and how those interpersonal skills in the uh, some of the characteristics that they develop right. being an athlete, basketball, football, how that can transition into the corporate community. The fact that those words have yet to be um, invested inside them for them to yield that into other relationships and people, right. they make decisions as if that sport is it. So yeah. that's why from a money standpoint, they like, look, what you mean? I made it. I'm good. They don't know about taxes. No. They don't know. You know what I'm saying? No, they, they're, no. they're not thinking strategically about decisions. They don't even know how to, and which is actually what we're talking about. They don't know how to vet professionals. So they'll see a video with someone with a lot of views and say, he's talking to me. Right. She's talking to me. And not necessarily. Right. And it, it, because it felt good. Mm -hmm. And they told me I was going to make money with the least amount of effort. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So let yeah 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 what you need for, so it, it's there is this um, void to your point on the inability to be able to find words to illustrate what's in the best interest of those that may not even know the words to right. be able to illustrate what they need you know and communicate <laughs> what they need and, and especially so I, when it comes to those high net worth clients those those yes. professional athletes and entertainers because. I hate to even attempt to compare myself to them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I remember yeah. my senior year in, uh, in wrestling, you know, I, I, I was ranked high. I was ranked in the top 10 in two different weight classes. Yeah. And I yeah. know the mindset that you have to have when you're going out there, yeah. I'm the best. Ever. I, I, yep. it, it, no one can touch me. Yeah, I'm picking people up and I'm slamming on the head. You have to have yep. this mindset of no doubt because the second you go into that, you know, on that ring or in that match with doubt, you're going to lose. Yeah. You're going to yep. lose. So you have to be laser focused. So not only am I good, I'm the best. I'm going to destroy this guy. I've worked hard. I got to yes. stay focused. And right. that is great for sports. Yes. It's not great in finance. Nice. That's good. And the problem with that is you can't puff yourself up in the same way. Like this isn't a rap battle. See, and most people, most people don't know JT. They have no idea that in, in undergrad and college, I did freestyle battles. It's like they have, they, they have, they, they have no yeah, idea yeah, about yeah. If you if yeah. you can find some of my <laughs> some of my college classmates and they tell you about that JT that was doing freestyle battles, it, it'd be a whole nother story. I just know that you type snack of TV. You on snack TV. You <laughs> I'm telling you, you if you find the right SoundCloud uh, uh, extension, you might see a couple of freestyles from that boy JT from 2006. <laughs> but the point that I'm trying to make is the bravado and the energy that you need when you are an athlete, an entertainer that yep. made you so successful. So is good. actually going to hurt you in the world of business and finance. 
because 100%. people are going to see you're willing to swing for the fences and they're going to put you in instruments. They're going to put you in investments that is going to be the greatest upside for them. And yeah. you're probably going to be left holding the bag because you can't have someone in your ear as a freestyle rapper, as an athlete or an entertainer that's actually going to speak doubt to you. Yeah. You can't yeah. have that. Yeah. But in finance, you have to have someone who's whispering in your ear and say, listen, man, you could be broke one day. I know you got 200 million right now. Yeah. But if you yeah. don't play this right, you can be broke one day. See, I got to be that guy. I don't yeah. have no problem yeah. being that guy now. Right, right, I'll right. I'll be Huckleberry. Right. But sometimes they don't want that around them. And it's right in their field of play. It's right in their career. But it's right. not right as your financial advisor. If your financial advisor isn't bringing some gloom and doom to you, everything yeah. is always great. Everything is always positive. There's no bad moves, only good moves. That person yeah. does not have your best interest at heart. They don't. 100%. Huh. Yeah. You said another clip. So now I got to <laughs> see which one I'm going to use. That is because they're unfortunately it's a yes man. Yeah. Yeah. No, it sounds Everything, great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. You want to yeah. do it? You, car yeah. wash? Car wash yeah. is great. Oh, restaurants? Listen. Yeah. Oh, Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan is arguably the most famous athlete in the history of the world. And that. Now, I personally yep. believe if it was a battle between him and LeBron, I'm leaning LeBron because he's bigger, stronger, faster. But whatever, whichever way you slice it, whatever, right, whatever. Right, right. That's but, right. That's but right. as far as impact, as right. far as impact as an athlete, LeBron ain't there yet because Jordan has had so much time. Plus, That's Jordan right. lived in an era where there was cable, you know, cable didn't have that many channels. It was a main network. So you got yeah. more eyeballs on the NBA because now there's so many other things that are like YouTube. There's so many That's other distractions. That's Great another point. conversation. Back to MJ. MJ, hugest megastar athlete. He's on, he's on the basketball court. He's in the commercials, yeah. right? He's on your TV screen. Right, I want to be. I want to be like my greatest. <laughs> right in the nineties, Michael Jordan had a restaurant in Chicago, and it didn't work out. What's the likelihood of you? I'm sure you're you you're you're good at where you're at in your town. I'm sure I'm sure right. you're the right. man of your city. Right, but if Michael Jordan in Chicago while he's winning one three peak. Take some time off and wins another three Pete. His own personal brand isn't enough to have a successful restaurant. Then, mm. buddy, you ain't got a chance. Dot, dot, don't just top. do it because you think your brand is big enough to hold up the business. Mm -hmm. It ain't, mm -hmm. it ain't. just because you have influence. Know. Right, right, right. And that, and man, it's so wild you said that because there was a gentleman athlete I know they were like man Coop I'm looking at starting the Moe's franchise and I said uh, my first question was um tell me what a PL statement is <laughs> like without missing a beat tell me what a PL statement is doc uh, I don't know all right what's the difference between the LLC and escort <laughs> I don't know bro you're not ready like just like you you 
that actually needs to be the baseline. You need to be thinking about, all right, who's going to manage this? How am I going to make sure they're not putting too much queso in that cup? Like just there's certain things from a management standpoint yeah. you got to have in place. But also at the same time, just because you're an NFL player, NBA player, major league baseball player, just because your name is attached to this doesn't mean that it's going to yield the type of support that is reflected on your Twitter following. Because that isn't even yielding you anything right now to if we want to keep it a buck. No. Um, so all right, so with that, I'm actually gonna transition to some of the business owner stuff that we got, and we all got right, a few more right, questions. Right. And I know we hey look, y'all, we got <laughs> to do part two, part I told, three. Yeah, I'm I'm down for it, man. After tax season, yeah. man, you got all the time you want, man. I I told you I could just talk. I could just go, look, go the, on. The, on. <laughs> the fact that we got this much during tax season, <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, look, look. Now, look this goes now. to show how much I love and respect you. As a I brother, I I told you when I saw the clip of yeah. your podcast, I said, when do I get a chance? Yeah. <laughs> when is my turn? <laughs> hey, when did, nah, I, this... did I miss my invite? What's going on? <laughs> uh, hey, hey, you set the tone, baby, because we did, we got we got some gangster folks coming up. So you set the tone, man. You are setting the tone. And and this is and this is really good applicable information because we always want to make sure that our audience knows that and, and the folks that know us around here that interact with us it's been cool to be able to see the impact of the podcast because there's folks that have hit me up and like man i actually just closed on my home after you did that interview with so-and-so because that and it's just certain things that yeah. trigger reactions that sometimes unless they tell you you're not going to know yeah, yeah, and yeah. i know with the with uh, with the community that we serve and the community that appreciates us that touch that can you know tangibly touch us and then as well just through the well let me say that that can tangibly have access to us or virtually right um there is um uh continuity let me quit I, i'm throwing out all these hundred dollar words there is consistency <laughs> right, right, right. I, got, I, know, I got you, I got you. <laughs> right well I'm like, hold on this ain't nine to five nine to five we were family we good hey we keep seeing these same trash folks talking about the same trash information. And, right, and, right, right. And and part of that, I do want to speak to our business owners that are like, all right, cool. All right, I get what you're saying. I got the W-2 income. I'm leveraging that, right? I'm going to keep right. my employment. All right, now I've got me an LLC. I'm rolling. I make $100 one month. I make $500 next month. It's December. I make another $1,200. Mm -hmm. Do I file taxes? Do I... So there is kind of like this weird spot once you just get starting right. with your business that like you you may make less than $10,000, but you know, accounting is important. You know that you need like a software. What's some of the recommendations would you would you speak to someone and say, okay, if you're establishing a business and um, let's say, you know, you don't anticipate making 30, 40 or even $50,000 within your first 12 months or within that particular calendar year. But even though it may come with an investment, right? Because you may need to get some software to track certain things. Right. What would you say for those that may not have a, a $25,000 line of credit to get that structure in place and say, all right, at least do X, Y, and Z so that can build the framework for phase two? All right. This is my number one thing that I tell people. When operating your business, you have to have some system of keeping the records of what's going on. And I understand, I mean, you're just starting, and to you, it's not that important of a thing. But you, this is the foundation. If you don't properly lay the right foundation, you can build this beautiful business 
that tumbles because of the bad foundation. So this is what I'm going to tell people, and I tell clients all the time. When you decide that you're going to start any type of business, probably the first thing that you should do financially-wise is open up a separate bank account. It doesn't even have to be a quote-unquote business account, right? You don't even have to run out and get your LLC. Not yet. That's That's the very first thing that I'm going to say do. I tell them, listen, you might be better off. Just open up a separate individual checking account, just a separate checking account from the checking account where you pay all your bills from. Just open up a separate account. And whenever a customer, a client, or whomever pays you, deposit it in that account. Yeah. Then when you want to use the money for whatever you want to use it for personally, transfer the money from that account into your regular account that you spend for personal stuff. This is a way that you can leverage the bank to be your silent bookkeeper before you even move on to the point of, oh, I got to get QuickBooks. I got to get this software. Because sometimes when you start a business, hell, you may have three or four transactions a month. Because you're just you're just starting. You're not full time. You're working That's a right. W-2 job. You're That's just right. starting. You may have four or five transactions in a month. So I say, listen, just open up a separate bank account. It doesn't even have to be a business account yet. Separate bank account. When you get paid, the money goes in there. When you pay for expenses, the money come out of there. Now, some, a lot of times people say, well, I don't have enough money in it. I just started. That's why the same way I told you to transfer the money from the bank, a business account, your quote unquote business account, the account for your company, and you transfer yep. it into your personal account when you need it. Before yep. you swipe your personal card to pay for a business expense, just take the couple of seconds to pull out your banking app, transfer yep. the 200 or 300 or whatever it is from your personal account into the business account and swipe that card. If I would show you right now, in this, let me blur it real quick. There's too much going on. Right, right. But I've got two major debit cards that's in my wallet. One's yep. green and one is blue. The green one is my personal checking account, and the Talk blue one is the business. Whenever <laughs> right, we're, we're, yep. Yep. I'm so disciplined, I refuse to pay for anything for the business out of my personal account, even if my personal account is the one that has the most money. And I refuse to pay for anything personal out of my business account, even if my business account happens to be the one with the most money at that time. All it takes is a few moments of me pressing, you know, the the, the, the screen on my phone and I can transfer the money over. Why is this important? It's important because when you come to someone like me at the end of the year to prepare your tax return, to create that profit and loss statement for you, I bill $350,000 out. You don't want me to have to sit through and say, hey, when you went to Fat Burgers on July the 7th, was that business or per? You want to be able to give right. me a bank statement, 12 months worth of bank statements, where you know for sure every deposit is revenue or owner's investment. You know, we can get to that later. That's good. Or, <laughs> That's good. or and, and every expense is a business expense. Yeah. You make it easy on yourself because the thing that I always tell people is like, listen, man, when you're 12 months down the road and you're looking at a bank statement and it says Walmart, you don't know if you got a gallon of milk or you got a stack of paper supplies for the office. 
You have no idea. That bank statement just says Walmart. So just make it easy for yourself. Open up a separate bank account and just dedicate that as the business account. Now, if you want to do the extra stuff to get the LLC, to have a quote-unquote business checking account, great. But the easiest thing to do, you can just open up a separate personal bank account and you can treat it as your business account. You mm. do that, now you can focus on what actually makes you money, which right. is the business. That's right. That's right. And, and you know that separation of, of accounts, right? No co-mingling. Don't be, don't be over here paying for personal expenses with don't your business. Don't do it to yourself. It, it's, and, and you know what's interesting for those, excuse me, for those that, <laughs> uh, we're not going to get into it, for those that actually <laughs> receive their PPP funding, and mm -hmm. for those that may have received funding through their EIDL, right. specifically the PPP funding, mm -hmm. those that got their money forgiven, did this the right way, mm -hmm. right? Those that were able to reflect, oh, I actually, no, I am paying myself. I, I, I have a relationship with QuickBooks. I process my payroll there. Not, not the cash app you've been sending yourself, <laughs> but like for those that's truly established two separate accounts, regardless mm -hmm. of the business account, is just having a separation of duties right. is extremely important. Yes. So I'm, I'm so glad you pointed that out. Well, quick thing, and and if you could share this, and I'll have I have two more questions, and then we'll close. Okay. One is when does it make sense? Because there's business owners that say, "All right, I got me an LLC. I'm making some money," mm -hmm. but then they start hearing this conversation of an S corp. When mm -hmm. does it make sense for an LLC to say, "I'm still gonna be." You know, recognized as an LLC, but I want to be taxed as an escort. <laughs> versus someone saying, "You know what? Bump it, hit the refresh button. I'm an escort from jump." Right? Like, what? What is there? Is there? Does there need to be a differentiation? Or every every case is different, but this is my okay. general rule. This is my right. general rule. Now, when you are starting out your business, the odds are you're probably going to lose money. That's just the general rule. Now, I can say personally, I didn't, but I had certain advantages that some people didn't have. I had a father who has a you know very successful business who was my client. So worst right, case right. scenario, I got to fail, fall back on that. So it's a different situation. But in general, in general, uh, most businesses lose money. The reason why I would not suggest that you start out as an S-Corp is because when you are an S-Corp, you are not allowed to take that loss against your other ordinary income. Because most people, when they start a business, they're not full-time. They yeah. have their W-2 income, and then they have this business. And if you have this business, let's say you are making $50,000 on your job. The first year in the business, you lose $10,000. Well, you know you're going to have a $10,000 deduction from $50,000 to $40,000, and that's before your standard deduction and all the other stuff, right? That's right, an right. advantage to you. But right. if you immediately elect to be an escort, that loss is going to be deemed a passive loss. Right? Mm. So income and losses from an escort are deemed as passive. So you will not be able to have that $10,000 deduction from the example that I just gave. That deduction sits there. We refer to it as suspended. It's a suspended loss. What is it suspended for? It's waiting for gains. It's waiting mm. for the next year. Next year, do you make money? No, you lose another 10000 So now I got $20,000 suspended, waiting for gains. And then maybe in the third or fourth year, you make money. That's when the loss is activated and you're able to reduce 
the future year ah. to offset. But that's okay. not what smaller businesses need. Right. They would be right. better off taking that loss against their ordinary W-2 income. Right. So if they're right. immediately an S-Corp, they lose that ability. So that that's why so I would good. say, yeah, let's start out as that LLC. Now, question is, okay, well, when do I get to that tipping point where it mm. makes sense to be an S-Corp? All right. So what's the advantage? The advantage is that with an S-Corp, my net income is not subject to self-employment tax. Self-employment tax is 15.3%. When you start making real money, 15.3% is a hit over the head. Come on now. Okay. When you you start making some real money, 15.3%. And we're not just talking about income tax, people. Self-employment tax is an additional tax to income tax. So. A general rule that I tell clients is this. When your business starts to generate enough income where it's beyond what you would be paid as an employee, we probably need to have the discussion. Don't mean it's going to happen just yet, but we need to have the discussion. Here's an example. Let's say I'm a tow truck driver and I make $50,000 a year as a tow truck driver. Then I say, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to buy my own tow truck and start my own company. First year, I'm making $30,000. Second year, I'm doing good. Now I'm making $50,000. But around the fifth year, I'm making $150,000. This is the time, well, actually a couple of years before this, but this is the point where if you're my client, you're an escort by now. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Now you are beyond what you are being paid based on your labor because self-employment tax is a tax on your labor. And if you were an employee, you would be making $50,000. So 50 out of the 150 that you made from the business is based on your labor. Well, what's the other 100000 the other 100000 doesn't come from your labor because we already established your labor is only worth $50,000 in the marketplace. Where the hell did this other $100,000 come? It came from the fact that you own the business. With the S-Corp, we're able to distinguish between money that you earned from your labor while working in your business, the $50,000, which we're going to issue you a W-2 from your own business for $50,000. And the other hundred of the $150,000 gets to flow through as passive income, not getting hit with the 15.3%. That's where I say, so when you're at the point, your business is generating enough net income that covers your labor and some, we don't want the overage, the amount of money that you make that's beyond what you're being paid for your labor to be hit with 15.3%. Now, if it's a complete passive business and right. you don't work in it, you got people who manage it, then probably day one, yeah. you might want to yeah. look at it being an escort because none of this should be taxable towards your labor because you got managers and doing stuff. But let's be real. Right. Most businesses, I think yep. I remember a stat that was around 75% are owner-operated. That's a, yeah. Yep. Around yep. 75 yep. is owner-operated. Right. You're not just owning a business. You really created a job for yourself. And if that's the case, 
part of that has to be hit with self-employment taxes because that's your social security, people. Yep. Self-employment taxes, your social security, <laughs> and people can poo-poo social security all you want. But I remember a stat that's around 40% of all people who call themselves retired, all of their money. retirement income is social security. I need that, doc. Yes, sir. You, so, that right. you, <laughs> you can that. say that. Because I know one of the saddest things are the hustlers, the people who hustle who are business people, but they are under the table business people who hustled all their life. They never filed tax returns. They never did that. But then when it comes a time when they're 65 and they can't hustle no more, they don't have any credits with the Social Security Administration. Yep. So what yep. are they doing? Hi, welcome to Walmart. The socks are over there. Yeah, yeah. Because they yep. didn't build up any credits. You need 40 credits with the Social Security Administration that have a full amount of Social Security. You can only earn four credits a year. So you need at least 10 years. It don't have to be straight years. It can be those spotted around. But you need 10 years of earning a maximum of four credits a year to get the amount of credits needed to be full for Social Security. So yeah, it's time to file some tax yeah. returns, hustlers. Are you going to be hustling right. until you're right. 85? Right. That's... You just provided a masterclass on that. That was because that that is that is beautiful on just the the what triggers when you need to have a more deeper conversation with your financial professional Absolutely. or or uh or Jason Thornton. Um <laughs> and 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 also at the same time when there and we tell our clients this all the time, when there's a gimme, there's a gotcha, right? Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get yeah, you finna get his gotcha on the backside, right? Absolutely. Like and we we had a gentleman, he had a uh, cash-based business um, down in Florida. Mm -hmm. I won't say the type of business because he's like, man, he's talking about me on the podcast. <laughs> um, but he had a cash-based business down in Florida uh -huh. on the beach. And he was like, man, I'm looking to buy a house. I was like, all right, you showed it. You know, I know you did X because that's what you told me. But based <laughs> off of your taxes, you're showing Y. Um, <laughs> they only going to finance what you showed on Y. You know what that's I'm saying? Right. So, that's right. So the, you got the gimme because you feel like you avoided or evaded taxes. I was oh no, I'm gonna let him define it. <laughs> but the gotcha on the back end is that you can't get financing. And so I, I think those triggers, this is that's that's very helpful and great and 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 fantastic. So one more question and then we'll then we'll we'll go ahead and put a bow on it for tonight. Well, I'm coming. One I, of, I'm invited back. I didn't. I didn't ruin the opportunity bro, to come back. Right? Would you know? Okay. Man, look, look. I'm actually. I'm looking at what I want to say, and I'm like, dang, nah, nah, because we're gonna keep rolling. Uh, but there, there is, um, and really, what the example that you gave, and and I think probably the biggest thing that I want our audience to take away with this session is mm -hmm. to know that whenever you are listening to someone that is interesting. They are engaging. Um, there is a bit of entertainment there as well. Like, man, they're actually, I actually like these individuals. Right. That information that they are providing may not be in your best interest, not because they intended it to not be in your best interest. It's because they just don't know your situation. Right. And I think the the biggest takeaway that I've been able to appreciate, and 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 again, there's there there's a few platforms that. If you follow uh, Pocket Watcher with JT, you're very aware of the platforms that he's been able to hold accountable. Again, which I thoroughly appreciate mm -hmm. on 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Get your G wagon. You ain't got to worry about nothing. Like just certain things that we just like. Nah, it don't work like that. Right. Um. Or or even platforms that say they may have a large following. They may have uh on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or whatever it may, may be. And like, yo, they good. They they for the culture. This is great. But if you really unpack some of the things that they're sharing, it may not be in your best interest. And so, um, what would you say? Because again, we we could we could name the platform. Go follow Parker Watcher with JT. You see what time it is. I mean, you look, look, look. What what would you say would be? And again, this is this would be general advice. So probably uh-huh. you know. But there are times, and I think a majority of the content is 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 from the from the audience. Like, yo, JT, check this out. You know what I'm saying? Hey, yes, check this yeah, out. yeah, yeah. They, they, Ryan, so, I don't have the time to do investigations. Right. My, my subscribers send me stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Yes. And I'm a, and I actually said something that I said I was gonna circle back to. My brother, you are an RIA, independent, correct? Yes. Independent yes. registered investment advisor. I didn't say IRA, not an individual <laughs> uh retirement account. I said RIA, right? <laughs> Three separate letters. That's a big deal. There are less yeah. than, I believe, in the same. I'll, and and, I'll, and I, I think I generalize CFP. It may be less than one to two percent of the African American. I know it ain't no more than three percent. Oh, no. um, but uh, I say African Black folks. But also in that same breath mm-hmm. is with uh, uh, RIAs throughout the country. There's only two in the state of Alabama that's Black owned. You know Stop what I'm it. saying? Stop. Oh, whoa. So. So this freedom of reaction comes with a level of sacrifice and investment and credentials and certifications that is not a cakewalk. That is not a cakewalk. So this isn't one of those things where you're looking at, sorry, I'm getting into one of the topics, but I had to, I got to, to where you're looking at the Tulsa real estate fund and say, yo, no, yeah, it's approved by the SEC. No, it's not. It's registered with the SEC. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, when when I heard that, it blew my mind. A man with a PhD in finance said it was approved. When he said it's approved by the SEC, I said, where is this guy coming from? That word, if you ever had to take the Series 65 exam, you would know how many times they test you in the material. You will (laughs) never be able to say that word approved in SEC by each other. You can't, no, sir. It's it's like day one study material. You right. are not allowed to say an investment is approved by the SEC. It is registered by the, registered. the SEC. Has never, will never right. approve of any yep. investment. All they want to yep. know is, okay, who, who's this? All right, so yep. when we find the dead bodies, this is where we go to. Yeah. That's where we go. I get it. Who's your compliance person? All right, cool. Right. All right, that thing looks good. All right. All right, have at it. You know, we'll do it. Have fun. We'll wait for the complaints. We're not doing any pre-investigations. We'll wait to hear the complaints. So yeah, it's 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 just oh my god, it's 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 ridiculous. But yeah, it 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 just comes down to. I really i i take personal offense to our craft, right? Is that if I was a doctor and I heard people online acting like they were a doctor and giving bad medical advice, I'd be pissed. If I was a lawyer and I heard people who didn't go to law school, who didn't make the sacrifices to study and pass the bar exam, giving out bad legal advice, I'd be pissed. But I'm a financial advisor. Studied hard, 
went to school. You know the exams are hard. Like you said, man, there's, there's less than 2,500 black CFPs. I busted my ass for this. I make yeah. my living giving yes. financial advice, and I really pride myself and take it as a privilege to be able to give financial advice. You know, I, I'm an advocate for my clients. My clients are not customers, and I don't sell them stuff. Right. I'm an right. advocate for them. I represent them in financial manners, and I try to figure out the best way to solve a financial problem that they have. Either I'm yeah. getting them out of financial problem, or I'm trying to create a plan to keep them from getting into one. So I take right. this ish serious. Right. And when I right. see right. someone jumping in and giving bad advice, I'm like, no, man. One, it's bad advice. Two, Stop disrespecting my profession. Yeah. Because yeah. one, I want you here. If you want to do this, trust me, I'll walk yeah. you down the line of what you need to do to do it the right way. Because I want yeah. more of us right. doing this. Right. There's enough right. work for a million <laughs> new black CFPs, a million <laughs> new black qualified financial advisors. There's enough work yeah. for all of us. But you right. gotta come in and do it right. No shortcuts. Right. There's that's no right. shortcuts to success. You gotta that's actually right. do the work. That uh, that's, that's right. where the passion comes that's from. That's it. That's it. And and, I, and I'll say this, and I'm gonna go ahead and call a spade a spade because in my head I was like, "Cook, you dancing around and go and say." So, Earn Your Leisure is one of the platforms that I think you and I have some consistency on in regards of level of respect and the, oh, how they've been able to disseminate just the information. The yes. appetite for financial education increased drastically. There's been a cultural relevation. Like it's been like, yo, shout out to these brothers. And I feel um, like people miss that part because I I feel like I say it, but they don't yeah. they they don't hear that part. I yeah. let me go on record again. I'm gonna try to go on record as many times as possible. Yeah. What earn your leisure as a brand has done, and the host Rashad and yeah. Troy, what they yeah. have done to make investing sexy to a yeah. culture that thought it was corny just a yeah. few years ago is yeah. amazing they deserve right. all the respect and all of the honors for that i am subscribed to them right i right. really enjoy 80 percent of their interviews i truly yeah. enjoy the one that they recently recently did with steve harvey I'm still Great. breaking that down. I love right. to hear those type of interviews. Yeah. But I can't turn a blind eye to fact. some of the not so good interviews. Yeah. Some of the not so good personal financial advice or tips that we get from that platform. And I yeah. truly see it as not just my personal duty. I think I'm actually being a better brother. You by are. pulling yep. their coattails on the yep. bad side, saying, ooh, EYL is all bad, never said that. I'm saying yep. they need to do a better job embedding some of the guests that they yep. have on. Because it's right. really those guests that kind of go viral. Because they yep. say something so provocative. Like the things that Steve Harvey will say are things that Mark Cuban would say. They yeah. get they get views, but you don't ever hear them talking about how easy it is to make money. Yeah, they yeah. normally yeah. tell you a personal story about the right. work, the grind, yeah. the effort, 
all of the sacrifice it took for them to get there. Yeah, right. But for right. some reason, the people who sell courses, <laughs> I don't get the same message yeah, about yeah. how hard it is, about yeah. how most people ain't going to get there, about how this is really going to be successful for a few that I get from the actual celebrities and legitimate business people who they interview. So I really feel like I'm being a better brother to say, listen, this part isn't as good. You could do better. And we need to even, I'm not even saying don't interview them, but just have a more probing questions. Because sometimes people come up on my show and they'll say something. I say, hey, oh, that part, hey, listen, listen. <laughs> just that over here I got. But I ain't and this right. part, I, I can't right. co-sign that because it right. doesn't match sound financial. Ed. Right. So yeah, you I did, love it, you did it tonight. You did it tonight. You did it tonight <laughs> when we talked about the Carrie Ford loss. And I was like, yeah, Trump, you were like, oh, <laughs> now. So, but All I don't right. take offense to it, right? It's like, oh, yep, yeah, get, get, yeah, clarify yeah. that for me because mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I don't misinform. And I think that if, you know the the audience that supports EYL and and, and I'm I'm a subscriber as well. I met Rashad and Troy uh, when they came to Birmingham and they filmed actually at uh, the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute. We had a really good discourse there. Dope, dope, dope. And 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 but also at the same time, and this is where I I definitely make sure like bro, keep doing what you're doing because I take personal offense when um, a client or a prospect. Not I don't even I don't even use terms like prospect. Um, <laughs> Because even with our clients, I'm like, look, we're going to hang out for like 30 years. So I don't know how we're going to call each other, but like, right. yeah, yeah, all them life events, like, we're going to hit your right. boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you with them during the biggest moments of their life. That's they exactly buy, They first time buying a house when they have a baby. Right. And all right. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Top three conversation. There's been times where I'll get a call from, and I won't say, I'll get a call from the wife and say, Isaac, I'm pregnant. And I'm like, congratulations. What, you know, what did so-and-so say about it? I ain't told him yet. <laughs> Don't tell him you told me first. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> thinking about the money. She was thinking yeah. about the plan. She was mm -hmm. thinking about what would be impacted, right? And so right, right, right. we we will always be a top three conversation. And I think when we mm -hmm. see information infiltrate minds we've been cultivating that could be dangerous for their situation or their family, then it is our duty to make sure that hey, when we see something, we're going to say something. And you know, it's just a platform of um, the way in which something is being said. And if it, you know, brings eyes, oh, yo, just call me. If I would have called you, one, I don't have your number. So I, there's no way that would have manifested. Two, if I would have emailed you, I don't even know if you would have looked at it. Let's so be three, real. Let's be real. I just right. got to make sure I get this information out for my people so they're yeah. good. And if they yeah. hit your airwaves, they'll holler at me, right? And so I, I yeah. think that there is, for those that are listening, that's like, man, what they mean by, we're not saying anything bad about the individual's or necessarily the platform we are just speaking to the people that are interviewed on any platform that you are listening to to make sure that and they say this a good bit do your own research right yeah. like look at and this is i think one of the probably one of the best recommendations i could leave with the audience is go review five videos of pocket watcher because you will see a theme of a of how he's holding people accountable and how he's doing his research that you'll be able to apply towards professionals and individuals that you may be thinking about working with 
um, uh, or, or courses you're thinking about purchasing, right? That you may be able to have the proper sequence of questioning that can say yay or nay. And right. um, so I, I want to salute you, brother. All right. So look, we are at the. <laughs> We can keep rolling, to be right. honest, but I'm like, I think my wife called me. So I got right, right, right. to okay, yeah. text <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the one thank you, brother, for your time. Oh, no, this, no. Is, this has been so dope. So yeah, dope. Yeah, I love it. Um, the uh, last question I would love for you to share with the audience, and, I, mm-hmm. and we touched on this in the beginning a bit, is, is the emphasis of, um, you know, where planning came from, right? Planning, Delta Sign, replace the A. Right. with the Delta sign because it represents change and planning is a foundation of that. Right. Can you give us an example on how planning um, uh, was a part other either of a major decision that you make or just even ongoing decisions, the role planning plays in, in, in your life? I am, planning is in my DNA, okay? that That's just how I have been able to achieve any level of success in any areas of my life. It's been about the plan. I don't just go willy-nilly. I have to sit down and I have to be strategic. I'm not the most athletic. I'm not the most coordinated, right? I had to figure out, okay, I've got to sit down and really take account of where I'm at right now and how can I actually reach my goal. I have lists and lists and lists. It goes back years of different Mm. things that I said, I want to accomplish this. But Mm. I said, okay, now let me create the steps to get there. Even when it comes to my YouTube channel, when it comes to my firm. And when I was in school, I said, listen, I know my name's going to be on the door. This is going to be there. Okay, how am I going to get this done? I know it's a cliche and I sound corny for saying it. But I don't care when you fail to plan. Yes, you are sir. Planning to fail. If yep. you think you can get through life and things are just going to happen for you, it's not. I've always been a person who says, if you stay ready, you don't Come have on. to get ready. Talk to me. <laughs> I'm always ready. I'm the person who is ready waiting for opportunity to come because when opportunity comes i knock it out of the park because i've been training and getting ready for opportunity most people opportunity comes they realize oh man i'm not in the position i need to be to take advantage of this and now they're living the rest of their life in regret the 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 key thing that i can leave with people is that listen planning is required for success. The difference between people who are successful and the people who constantly fail is planning on all levels, relationship-wise, financially, even your health, right? Mm. If you start to plan your meals, plan out your exercise, because people say, oh yeah, I try to exercise when I can. When you can, when is that? It's never going to happen. You got (laughs) to schedule it. You got to be like, Wednesdays, Thursdays, my day at the gym or my day to work out. You got to make it a part of your life and then you will achieve whatever your goals are. So if you're a person, you're living paycheck to paycheck or you're a person that you just feel like you're in some sort of funk, some phase where you can't break out, you got to plan your way out of it. Seek out a Mm. professional to help you 
be it a personal yeah. trainer, be it a CFP, right. whatever it is, because right. you're going right. to need someone who is, you know, classically trained to get you over the hump because you can only right. do so much on your own. But it starts with you making a decision to change and change comes through planning. Mm. Mike, drop. <laughs> now that's the third clip I got to consider. I'm like, all right, you, you didn't gave me three clips, man. Bro, this has been, this has been, there's been so much seed that's been sown. Um, and and I cannot wait to hear the response from our audience on just their takeaways and feedback. Um, how can how can folks connect with you? YouTube, Instagram, what's the best yeah. way to follow you? The easiest way, I mean, a lot of my work is going to be on uh, YouTube. The easiest way to find me on the internet, you can go to pocketwatcher.net. Kind of surprising that the term pocket watcher is so easy for me to get because it's such a, it's such a negative thing in the culture. Right. I'm doing everything I can to flip it. I said, man, pocket watcher, I can own that because no one's claiming that. No one's claiming this right. term, so I can take it for myself. <laughs> so you can go to pocketwatcher.net and you can find links to everything that I'm doing. But honestly, when it comes to social media, my home is YouTube. That's where all my content is. Yeah, and it's great content, good people. Make sure y'all check them out. Definitely give them a follow. We gotta, gotta get Pocket Watcher back. <laughs> so we... We 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 did a we did a, a shotgun approach with you know the different terms and and uh, conversations and topics, uh, but moving forward, I definitely want to tap into some of the some of the technical components that we'll okay. be able to dive into: yeah. professional athletes, entertainers, um, and then as well just anything that we feel like that uh, the audience requests for us. So I appreciate you once again. Yo, it's tax season. When you follow him, hop on his YouTube. You see that little cash app, slide him some bread. Cause, you know, we, hey, we get himself through tax season. Uh, but outside of that, good people, make sure you uh, you follow, subscribe, stay tuned. But more importantly, stay planted. Absolutely.